Hey guys, in today's episode, we are talking all about our festival bucket lists. This is an ongoing list I'm always either adding to or checking things off of, but today I'm going to be sharing what festivals I'm still dying to attend, and I'll also be sharing your submissions as well. So let's get into it. Alrighty, you guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Happy Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, you guys. We can do this. I want to thank you guys so much for being here and checking out the podcast. Whether you are new this week and this is your first episode or you've been with us for a while, I really appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, If you guys are unaware, we are also on YouTube. So if you want to watch the episodes or some of the upcoming interviews, you can go over there. It's just under Emma Capotis. Feel free to subscribe. Check out the Rave Culture Cast playlist over there. And you guys, if you are feeling so inclined, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes throw a couple stars, leave a review if you're feeling up to it. Uh, you know, I really appreciate any feedback you guys have. And it's all it's all free content. So you guys can help me out. Tell a friend today, post a link in your Snapchat fam, your group chat, whatever. Send it out to your rave fam. Uh, I really appreciate you guys doing that because word of mouth is how things spread in this community. And, you know, you got to trust your friends, listen to what your friends are telling you. Uh, so that's just the best way to share it. You guys can also make it your Instagram stories. That's that's even better. Tag me in it at Emma Capotis and at Rave Culture Cast. Uh, you guys can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, either one of those, my personal account or the podcast account. Those are definitely the best way to just stay connected and follow what's going on. I'm also always posting quizzes, looking for submissions, and giving you guys updates. So if you want to provide feedback, stay in the loop, submit anything for the episodes, definitely check those out. You guys can also always email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com. Send me topics you guys want me to cover, people you want me to interview, feedback in general. Uh, My door is always open. And with that all being said, today is a solo episode. You guys just have me. It's time just to talk here between friends. And as I said in the intro, this is a really fun topic that I've been dying to get into. So we're going to be talking about festival bucket lists today. I am going to be sharing my top 10 festivals and also just a couple of honorable mentions. And you guys sent in some emails as well with uh, some of the festivals that are on your radar and on your bucket list. So I really just hope that today's episode, one, it's very chill, casual, conversational, just like we're talking between friends here. And Two, whether you're new to this community or you've been around for a while, there are always just so many new festivals popping up. So I feel like this episode will be a good way for you guys maybe to discover some new ones you've never heard of and then learn a little bit more about some of the more popular festivals. I definitely did my research and want to provide you guys with some background information and let you know why these festivals are on my bucket list. So that's what we'll be discussing today. Okay, so a couple quick announcements and then I'm going to do our listener of the week and then we'll just hop right into the meat this episode. How's that sound? Okay, so announcements. I just recently put out a video with, you know, just giving you guys some life updates and it was basically my festival 2020 plans. So I officially announced my schedule and like what I am going to be attending at this point in the year. You never know, things might change. A couple of these bucket list items might get crossed off this year. So that'll be very exciting. 
But you guys um, can stick around till the very end of the episode and I will be sharing where I will be at this year and EDM news, all that fun stuff. So that'll be at the end. Um, I am selling tickets and promoting through Pollen for a ton of different festivals this year, you guys. So I basically bring you different exclusive deals, discounts, express entry. Sometimes it's like you buy a a group pack and you get a free camping pass something along those lines so if you guys are ever interested in tickets please dm me on instagram again at emma capotis and i will hook you guys up um so i have tickets to ubby dubby governor's ball we now have single day passes i know a bunch of people are asking about that what else do i have phoenix lights sunset music festival bonnaroo lightning in a bottle envision festival ever after elements lakewood escapade High Water Festival, Shaky Boots, Shaky Knees, Voodoo Fest, Crush Arizona, to name a few. And those are like assorted deals on all of them. So just DM me for information. And yeah, I really, really appreciate you guys buying through me. Uh, I earn points, which then allows me to potentially go to some of these festivals. So that's what I did with Ubby Dubby. Um, So I hope to see you guys there. Also, spoiler alert, I'm going to Ubby Dubby. <laughs> okay, so our listener of the week, you guys. I am looking for more nominations. I'm currently out of them, so I'm picking my own today. But you guys can always email me and nominate someone that you want me to shout out and highlight. Uh, I really just want to celebrate you guys because you're the most supportive people ever and I can't do any of this without you people listening. So I definitely want to shout you guys out as listener of the week. So email nominations into raveculturecast at gmail.com. But this week, I wanted to pick somebody special who is always in touch with me, always messaging me and is very supportive, shares the podcast. um, And I just really appreciate the support and the love that I feel. So I wanted to shout out, I believe it's Shay or Shy. I think it might be Shy. It's at rave underscore with underscore Shy. Thank you so much for all the messages and for the support and for being a part of this family. Uh, I really, really appreciate you and I'm glad to have you as a part of the fam, um, both on YouTube and on the podcast. So I just wanted to give you a little shout out. I hope you have an awesome week. And yeah, I'm just really excited that you're a part of the raving community. And I really, really appreciate you being here and showing all the love and support so thank you shy so much again at rave underscore with underscore shy go give her a follow and show her some love today um and again anybody send in your nominations for this and you never know you might be called out on an upcoming episode so hope you guys all have an awesome week and thanks shy Okay, last thing, upcoming submissions. So right now I am looking for submissions for an upcoming episode that is basically going to be completely based on your stories and what you guys send in. These are some of my favorite episodes to record because I just get to know you guys a little bit better and it's so much fun and brings me so much joy to hear your true stories. So I've done this before with like the embarrassing moments. What else have I done? Oh, like... Uh, your significant other doesn't rave like it's really interesting so this one in particular I want to know your most unforgettable rave and festival moments so like what are the moments that stand out in your mind that will you will never forget they were just something that impacted your life and it was just a big moment for you it was unforgettable tell me about it I want to hear about it tell me the whole story 
you guys can email that into raveculturecast at gmail.com and just put the subject headline uh, unforgettable rave moment or unforgettable festival moment and that is just going to be a whole feelsy episode so I can't wait to share all your stories and I will be thinking of my biggest ones too and sharing that as well so very much looking forward to that try and send that in, in the next two weeks if you guys can and I think that's it okay long enough intro today so for today's podcast Again, this is going to be very casual conversation. I, you know, in my, what is it, probably almost six years of going to festivals now. I've been raving for almost nine years. I am always looking for new festivals to discover and to attend. Um, I've gotten a lot of messages like asking me to come to this place or come to this state or why don't you go to international. So I kind of want to address all of that today and just share the festivals that I am very excited about and that have been on my bucket list or I have recently added to my bucket list and I'm going to share why. Um, I'm also just going to go into more detail about these festivals because I really hope that this episode just like opens the door for you guys to learn about new ones that you maybe never have heard of or maybe you've heard the name but you're not like familiar about like what the vibe is like or what the festival is about. So I am going to be going into a little bit more detail into all the festivals on my list and then to kick it not to kick it off to end it off I have a bunch of submissions from you guys because I was very curious what festivals you guys really want to attend and why so that's what today is all about um you know hopefully this is just a good introduction to some new festivals for all of us so okay before I get into my list I have a very long ass list I tried to do like my top top 10 which are like I a thousand percent want to attend them and then I have like an honorable mention list I would say which is like I couldn't just narrow down my list to 10. I still wanted to highlight some, but I'm not going to go into as much detail in my honorable mentions. I'm just going to hit on them quickly. So that's my the gist of my list. So I, I do want to say how I discover festivals, obviously, besides like just seeing things online and seeing lineups posted and Instagram and Facebook. Um, a huge way, and, and YouTube, of course, a huge way is word of mouth because if my friends have experienced something and they come back and they talk to the experience and speak very highly of it, that bumps something up in my list and obviously makes me more interested in something. So I really just hear about festivals through friends, through other people in the community. And again, on occasion, if a crazy lineup drops, uh, for example, Dance Festopia, I had never heard of that until a week ago and I saw their lineup and apparently it's been around for a very long time. It's a popular uh, camping festival in Kansas City. I had no idea, but the lineup caught my eye. Um, the same thing happened with Ever After for me last year. That opportunity came to me. I saw the lineup and I was like, what the fuck is Ever After? I had never heard of this festival in Canada. I got to go last year. So happy that I had that experience. Um, so that actually is a big way I find out from about festivals. Another one is edmtrain.com. If you guys didn't know EDM train, you can narrow it down by city and just see like what local EDM events are coming up. And then they have a tab on the app or on the website that says festivals and it's organized by date. So right now you can see pretty much every EDM festival. I think it might just be the US. I could be wrong. It, actually, it might not be. It might be worldwide. And it just shows you by date. So now it'll be February through next December what festivals are pretty much coming up there. 
Oh, and quick shout out. Um, Cotton Candy, she is another festival content creator. She just put a video out on her YouTube channel where she literally, it's called the Ultimate EDM Music Festival Calendar 2020. There's a link in the description. I'll also put it in the description of the podcast today. Um, on University Customs website, she built a festival rave calendar with like literally every single EEM festival that there is. So this is super helpful because it tells you about all of them, the dates, and then it shows you the lineups currently. And if the lineup isn't out, it shows last year's lineup. So I just watched her video and heard about a whole bunch more from there. So and there's always new festivals popping up, like even though I'm knowledgeable I'm putting that in quotes for people watching on YouTube even though I'm knowledgeable about festivals there's still so fucking many that I don't know about um so it's just a great way to learn more so anyway okay let's get into my list here so quick disclaimer uh some of you may know if you've been following me a while on here or on my YouTube channel I have only done festivals in the United States and that's not for any reason in particular other than um, financial reasons, vacation days that I'm very limited to at my full-time job and me personally like as a person who is creating content and wants to travel to as many as possible in a year it's easier for me to stack up quick weekend trips in the United States rather than planning like a Tomorrowland trip which would take a week probably if not probably a week and that's like a lot of vacation days and then I wouldn't get to go to that many festivals throughout the whole year so anyway that's sort of like where I'm at personally but this is my dream bucket list so I get to put whatever the hell I want on here and I do hear you guys I am telling you it's at the top of my list to eventually attend an international festival if it doesn't happen in 2020 I am like making it a top top priority in 2021 so I just want to say that um okay But we'll get into my list now because I've delayed this long enough. So I'm quickly going to glaze through this one because I've talked about it a billion times at this point. But the number one right now is Electric Forest. I have been dying to go to this festival for years. Um, Some quick facts about it. It is an insomniac event. So it is thrown by insomniac. They also put on a couple of these festivals, Escape, EDC, Beyond Wonderland, Nocturnal Wonderland, uh, a whole bunch of other festivals out in California. And yeah, Electric Forest is their one that is a camping festival. It is in Michigan, I believe in Rothbury, Michigan. And it is the last weekend in June, which is like around when it normally happens. Uh, for a few we- a few weeks, a few years there, it happened over two weekends. Uh, this past year and this year upcoming is one weekend again. They were trying to, I believe just like preserve the environment because it does take place like on campgrounds and in the woods. So I think there was too much of a footprint left in that space when it was happening for two weekends. So they're limiting it to one. They also just renewed their contract. So I believe they have this space saved for the next 10 years. So Electric Forest is not going anywhere. Anyway, so it was number one on my bucket list because just of the overall vibes and experience and the things that I've heard about this festival. I would say Electric Forest over like any other festival, I've just never heard a bad thing about besides maybe like lines and it can take a while to set up. But just the experience. People say that it's the most incredible family when you're there and community and there's just nothing like it and if you guys see their posts of like what the forest looks like at nighttime most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I think I I just kept looking at these posts and after a while I was like yep okay I need to go I need to see this and be there in real life because I can't just keep looking at these pictures it doesn't do it justice 
So that's why it's number one. Uh, I've also never done a camping festival. So for you guys who don't know, I am going to Electric Forest this year. I have my tickets purchased. I'm doing a group camp with like 45 other people and it's going to be incredible. I can't wait. And I'm just so fucking excited to be there and to make it happen and experience a camping festival. So you guys can stay tuned on YouTube because I will have daily vlogs. I'm going to be hosting meetups there. It's going to be a great time. But yeah, I just I can't wait to experience everything that Electric Forest represents. And that is why it is the number one festival currently on my bucket list. OK, number two. This is tricky because honestly, guys, in my top 10 they could kind of like move around a little bit. It was really hard for me to like do an actual order. But anyway, I believe number two is Escape, which is another Insomniac hosted festival. This one, however, is completely based around the theme of Halloween, which is my favorite fucking holiday. I love Halloween. Uh, It's a two-day festival and it takes place at the Nas Center in California. I believe this upcoming year, it takes place on Halloween, which is even more exciting. So I'm pretty sure it's the 30th and the 31st, if I'm not mistaken. The, everything about this festival appeals to me. It's Halloween themed. It's my favorite holiday. Everyone get dressed up. Everyone's in costumes. It's over the top. The decorations and the stage designs look so fucking cool. It's got that creepy aspect and element about it. Uh, You have like the performers and this whole like Halloween theme and it's just amazing and it looks spooky and creepy and I love shit like that. So it's been on my list forever. Again, I just haven't been able to get out there. Who knows? Guys, maybe I'll send it this year. I highly doubt it because I have really big life events happening in October and November of this year. But you never know. I really, really want to go there. Um, The only things I've heard about this, I've heard mixed things about the crowd. But the only things I've really read about it is that like it attracts like a party kind of crowd because it's Halloween. So a lot of people have said it can get really crowded or people just get really fucked up because it may not be the usual raving crowd. But I don't know. That's the only real complaint I've heard about it. Everything else, um, if you ask anybody, if I read my comments on YouTube, I get escape suggested to me all the time. So, you know, and I've asked some of my friends who live out in California and they say escape is their favorite insomniac event, period, like over EDC, over Electric Forest. So that's crazy. So anyway, escape is my second one. It it has to be a Halloween festival, period. You'll, I'll have other Halloween festivals on here, but that's number two. Number three, I had to go with Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is one of these things that I just feel like for every raver or every festival lover, it's like the mecca of all festivals. Like that is EDC Las Vegas to me, but Tomorrowland is like its sister. They go hand in hand. It's the international version. Very different crowds. I'll acknowledge that. Again, I haven't done Tomorrowland, but from what I've heard, it's obviously a European festival. It happens in Be- in Boom, Belgium. It takes place over two weekends. It is one of the biggest EDM festivals in the world. The production, stage design, experience, everything about it is over the top. They have a live stream every single year. I tune in every single year. And they always have a theme of the festival. It's just like their ticket design, the books that people get. It's crazy. No wonder the tickets are expensive and they sell out in like two seconds. But like everything is thought thought out till the littlest details. It's so crazy. 
and I just have to experience it one year. I think there's like 16 stages. It's something ridiculous like that. You guys, if, you, if you're not familiar, watch some of the live streams or YouTube videos. Um, it, it's just the most mind-blowing stage designs and there's like stages for all different types of music there's like indoor stages outdoor stages small things some by lakes like it just looks like they cover everything and it runs the gamut of like everything um the biggest acts in the world play there so it's like not one of these things like you even need to worry about the lineup you just buy the fucking tickets because like everyone is going to be on there anyway um what else about it camping is an option I have known people who have camped there I would say from what I've heard because it's a European festival and because it's such a big scale thing and it's expensive I have heard it is an older crowd it is not as plur or ravey as say like an EC um I just don't think that's a vibe of it people don't get as dressed up as like Americans would for a festival you might see some of it but you can just see from watching the live stream like it's a very long day. People are kind of just sitting around drinking beer. They have like blankets laid out near main stage and they're just kind of hanging. Um, there's It's a massive crowd. You will see that. It's I think it's like 400,000 people over the weekend. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's two weekends. Um, there are restaurants in there. There are all these different vendors. And I've seen videos on YouTube. Some of the restaurants inside you have to have like reservations for weeks in advance. So it's like you literally can't even just walk up and eat there. So it's crazy. It's over the top. It's insane. It probably could be my number two on the list, but either way, Tomorrowland, very, very high up on my list. Very excited about that. Okay, number four, going a completely different direction. I want to say it's Holy Ship. I'm going to throw Friendship in here as well. Basically, I just want to do a cruise festival, a cruise rave. Um, This is something that has crept up in my interest within the last year I've known about holy ship for a very long time but for some reason it didn't intrigue me I don't know why um it was really expensive that might have been why and I just saw like some of the sailings and stuff I was like oh that seems really expensive because it's like the price of what a cruise would be right but when you add up some of these other festivals they end up being almost a similar amount and I feel like the experience you get with holy ship or friendship is worth the price tag so anyway Basically, it's what it sounds like. It's a cruise ship. Holy ship has two different sailings typically. So I think one, I could be wrong here. I think one is a day or two longer than the other, but they're like back to back. You get completely different artists on both ships. So some people wait to see the lineup. Other people just like book it, obviously. Um, There's this whole community around it called Ship Fam. So again, very similar to like how there's Forest Fam where it's a very tight knit community that's how ship fam is and they have this really cool loyalty program where like if you've been going for years you basically can like graduate I forget how many years it might be it might be five years in a row but it's a really cool loyalty program you literally get like a cap and gown and like graduate so they've just created this whole like culture around holy ship which I think is really cool Um, This one is also put on by Insomniac Events. That is as of this year. It used to be put on, oh God, wasn't it Destructo who used to put it on? Um, So it's changed in management. They also switched things up this year because they made it Holy Ship Wrecked, which was brand new, and they partnered with the Hard Rock Hotel in the Dominican Republic and did an all-inclusive resort. People had mixed reactions to that because obviously the Holy Ship fam, who has been obsessed with doing the cruise ship, 
were upset about it and then I've also heard really incredible feedback about the all-inclusive so who knows what they're gonna do next year I hope they bring it back onto a ship because that's kind of the point of it if not this is why friendships popularity or like groove cruise is gonna grow in popularity because they're gonna continue to do those on cruises but again as somebody who has never been I almost bought tickets to holy ship I didn't end up making it happen but I love an all-inclusive so that is very appealing to me if holy ship doesn't do it like as holy shipwrecked next year hopefully other festivals will partner up with hotels and do all-inclusives kind of like how there's deja vu which is base nectar's festival and um sundara which is odessa's festival those are both all-inclusive experiences and festivals meshed into one so anyway what else about holy ship i think it's just really cool because of the whole setup like you get to go out on a fucking cruise Everyone on there is ready to party and go crazy and just put your fucking phone away. Like, forget about Wi-Fi. Like, forget about it. Just run around the ship with your friends and enjoy the experience. There's stages on the top decks, which have, like, the most beautiful views. Like, how fucking cool is that? You're at the top of a cruise, just cruising around the ocean, listening to music. And then they utilize all the stages and all the things inside that would be normal, like, entertainment on a normal cruise. And they have all different theaters. And okay, so let's like talk about some of these other positives. One, like you you pay this price and then you have all of the food there and buffets and you can buy drink packages. So it's kind of got like maybe an all-inclusive style vibe because it's all in one. Totally immersive experience. Tons of activities. That's the other thing. Like I love reading the activities that the DJs plan because that's the other probably one of the top selling points all the DJs are on the ship with you so the opportunity to meet your favorite artists and interact with them and hang out with them is very high I know friends who have gone who like vibe with aid one of my good friends said she was standing next to seven lions someone I know met him on a buffet line because he was standing right behind them um aid met Fisher and Chris Lake and got to take a picture and chat with them so like there is definitely the opportunity to meet your favorite DJs and hang out with them have a drink with them they put on their own activities so it'll be like Walker and Royce beer pong uh I'm pretty sure Nightmare and Slander always do like a Nintendo 64 um tournament karaoke with your favorite DJ so I, I just think it sounds like so much fucking fun And you can also dock on a private island. They normally do that. And then they'll have like an island party, which again is just reserved for people on holy ship. And lastly, there's no like quiet hours as far as I know. You're on a ship. The parties go from like 24 7 essentially like they play all into the wee hours in the morning when the sun's coming up you can go to the fucking bed at 8 a.m if you want to and sleep till 8 p.m. You know there are no rules. There's no sound ordinances. So Yes, that was my very long-winded way of saying holy ship has become very high up on my list of things that I want to attend. Okay, this next one I don't know too much about. I had to do more research on and I (laughs) don't know which way it's pronounced so don't yell at me. I thought it was Shambhala but I've also heard Shambhala. So I'm going to go with Shambhala because I feel like that's how it's pronounced. (laughs) Don't yell at me, guys. Okay, this one takes place in British Columbia in Canada. It is at the end of July, so it's a summer festival. It is a camping festival. This one, if I could describe it to you guys, is gives me electric forest vibes. But I have heard from multiple friends who have gone. They've told me that they prefer Shambhala over electric forest, which is very intriguing. Um, It's been around for over two decades. 
their stages are like insane um this is another like electric force vibe where it's like fully immersive it's music and arts and culture wellness programs yoga like totally immersive experience um the stage designs look crazy they're also like amongst the forest so you've got all these kinds of different vibes um the lineup is very similar to electric forest as well like i wouldn't say that this is like a full like edm dance festival you have like a mix of eclectic artists uh really incredible artwork and you're kind of just like in touch with nature the location looks beautiful at this festival so just based on word of mouth and the positive reviews I've heard rave reviews this has crept up really high and I would also love to do another Canadian festival and I feel like I'm really gonna like camping festivals so Shambhala Shambhala is very high up on my list at number five okay so my next two back-to-back are not similar but They kind of are like sisters to me. They're both insomniac run festivals. Um, First up, I will go with, I think it's Nocturnal Wonderland. So Nocturnal is one of these ones that I've had to do, again, like a little research on because I don't know too many people personally, like friends of mine who have gone, but I just have heard so many things about it. Like if some of you guys know, I'm obsessed with Pasquale Rotella, (laughs) who is the owner of Insomniac Events. I just think he's the coolest fucking person ever. And I know that Nocturnal is like a very special festival to him and to Insomniac. So Nocturnal is, I believe, is it a two-day festival? It's a camping festival, again, in California. It is one of the oldest Insomniac festivals. And again, just one of these like community-driven things that people just, they love so much and they care so much about it and they return every year to it. But in this case, it's interesting because it was always held at the Glen Helen Regional Park. And I believe it was just announced that this past year in 2019 was the last time that they were going to have it at this iconic location. So in 2020, it will be moving to a new home. So I am sad that I never got to experience it like in the location that it's like been in for 20 plus years or however long it was. But I am just very curious to see where they move it to and how that it affects the experience because I really want to attend this festival one day. Um just to give you guys some more information on it it is an art and camping and music festival all in one uh there that aspect is present with a lot of insomniac events because they do have these really incredible art installations and performers uh nocturnal is one that like the stage designs and decorations have always intrigued me like it's very much looks like uh the black light kind of vibe where everything is very dark and then you have a lot of neon which is why it's like nocturnal everything's like at nighttime So it's described in the website, it's a two-day boutique event across four stages and features a wide variety of blacklight art, performers, and camping amenities and activities. It focuses on the key elements of family, community, and culture. The stages, art, and design are developed with an old-school organic aesthetic. So yeah, so I don't know, it just was very intriguing to me. I always thought like the decorations and the stages were always really beautiful, and I just heard that you know, people who go have gone for years and really, really are obsessed with it. So I would love to go to Nocturnal. Oh, I forgot to mention it's always in September. It's usually like the second weekend of September typically. So huge fan of that one. I would love to attend. And then coinciding with that is Beyond Wonderland. 
So Beyond is an insomniac event as well, as I said. It takes takes place late March. I think it's like the same weekend as Ultra Miami this year, like March 22nd, that timing. Um, this is at the Nas Center in California. This one is cool because of the theme. Uh, this is also a two-day festival. This is not camping. Uh, so you guys got to just like stay somewhere nearby. Hold on. This one is like Allison in Wonderland themed, which I love. I I love that aspect about a lot of these Insomniac events. I like when a festival has a theme. I just feel like there's so much fun you can have with that. And it's cool because the stages are all named after them and the art installations. And it just kind of wraps things up and presents them very nicely. So I love that this is the tale of Alice and her adventures and the psychedelic storybook aspect of everything. So on Insomniac's site, just some more information for you guys, it says the Beyond Festival brand has entertained nearly 400,000 headliners. Beyond currently features six stages of electronic dance music artists with genres such as house, trance, dubstep, drum and bass, and hardstyle. This festival is also known for its cutting-edge stage production many art installations and an array of dancers and performers yeah the the stage designs are always fucking crazy at beyond and again with an insomniac festival you can expect like top line production really great eclectic um artists on the lineup they're always going to have really good ones i feel like you should just book your ticket without even knowing the lineup because you know it's going to be good there's always going to be that community and plur aspect of an insomniac event um you know like a lot of ravers go to festivals with insomniac because it's just you can expect there to be good vibes and sort of more of like a plur mentality than say at like an ultra music festival so i love that i would love to attend beyond one day it's another one of these nocturnal and beyond are just tricky for me because they're only two-day festivals so again it's like such a long trip from new jersey to california to only go to a two-day festival so i wish they were three days who knows maybe they would expand it but anyway big fans of those okay these next three They're kind of in no order. I'm just going to present them in my top 10. And this next one is interesting because I was going to mention this in EDM news, but Paradiso was my next one, um, which has been in the news because there's currently a lawsuit happening with it. But basically it was on the top of my list because of location, 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 location. It takes place at the Gorge Amphitheater in Washington. I have just always seen the pictures and the videos from this festival and been like completely and utterly blown away by how fucking beautiful the gorge looks um above and beyond has also had like their abgt there it's just stunning and i would it's kind of like red rocks like it's the same thing like i just want to go to an event in the gorge or in red rocks um so paradiso i believe is also a two-day festival it's a camping festival It was being produced by, co-produced by Insomniac and I think USC events. So currently it's up in the air with what's happening with it this year because Insomniac is suing USC events because they, I believe they used some of the funds for the festival like incorrectly or they weren't they weren't allocating the funds or something happened to the funds and insomniac had to like pay all these artists talent agencies hundreds and thousands of dollars so they're now suing usc events so they are keeping usc from using the name paradiso i believe so 
It said Insomniac is planning to host their own festival by themselves in the Gorge this summer. So it sounds like there may not be a Paradiso, or at least USC can't use that name anymore. So Insomniac's going to do a brand new EDM festival in the exact same location, probably with a new name. So I'm kind of sad because now I don't know if I'll ever be able to attend Paradiso, but I would would gladly attend whatever Insomniac puts on there instead. Um, But just some background... The website said, since its origination, Paradiso Festival has grown from a humble single-day festival to its current two-day and three-stage format, taking over and transforming the gorge into a paradise of music, art, culture, and community. Paradiso Festival welcomes all to become part of the Paradiso family and experience the balance that can be found when the purity of nature and the transcendental qualities of technology coexist harmoniously. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm so sad about what's happening, but I'll keep you guys posted you know, with what new Insomniac Festival we're going to get in its place. Okay, next up is Coachella. Guys, Coachella is in my top 10. Who the fuck am I? (laughs) I bet that surprised some of you. Um, This is a new addition. It was one of those things that when I started doing festivals and even like three years ago when I started my YouTube channel, I would have been like, fuck Coachella, fuck that festival. That's not like a real EDM festival, blah, blah. It's not. It's not an EDM festival at all. It's a mixed genre festival. It's a music and arts festival. But as I've gotten older I want to expand my horizons. I don't love mixed genre festivals. I love EDM festivals. That's why like there's none really in here. But I don't know. There's something about Coachella I want to experience. It's in California. It takes place over two weekends. The tickets sell out instantly. Um, It always happens in April. You get the same lineup with both weekends. So that's kind of interesting. They don't change it at all. So you have the opportunity to go weekend one or weekend two. From what I've heard, weekend one is like the influencer weekend. That's when you're going to see like all the celebrities, content creators, influencers, YouTubers, that kind of group because they want to get their pictures first and they want to get their content first before anyone else sees it. And then I've heard it's a very different crowd weekend too. So like if you're just a fan, if you're a music lover and you're more about that kind of life, hi me, I would go weekend two probably. But anyway, I don't know. I've just, I've heard good things. I know it's, I, we kind of want to knock it as EDM fans, but people have said like it's a pretty cool experience. The stages all look really beautiful. Um, I watched some of my favorite artists perform there last year. Jaws performed there. Maddion's performed there. Uh, Fisher. Um, so they, they do have an EDM stage. I forget the name of it right now. It's slipping my mind. But anyway, that's probably where I would be. I'm not the biggest fan of just like other kinds of artists and stuff like maybe I would go see like a Post Malone if Post Malone was playing or like Miley Cyrus or Ariana Grande I'd probably go see them but you would foresee me like living at the EDM stages uh I've you know the weather also looks just so beautiful it's California it looks stunning um there is the camping aspect of it if you guys are interested I know people who have done camping it's super convenient but a ton of people also just stay in nearby hotels and lodging and you can do Ubers you can do shuttles so there's all of that Um, I hear it gets extremely dusty so like a bandana and face mask are 1000% necessary at this festival and sunglasses because people say like you literally just are getting soot and dirt kicked up into your throat. Uh, It's also another one of these that's like fun to get dressed up for. I know some people don't care about that. I I have fun. I like planning festival outfits and being creative and doing my hair and makeup and doing fun things like that so I kind of like that Coachella is also like part fashion show. Um, it's fun for me. So I like being expressive in that way. And another big plus I've heard is the food. 
I mean, I've heard that there's just like the most incredible food vendors. Um, I've heard it's pricey and you know, drinks. I also don't think you can walk around with drinks. I think there are drinking areas that you actually have to drink in. Uh, that's similar though to, is it, no, Governor's Ball, you can walk around and drink. Oh, Izu. Izu has 21 plus areas where you have to like show a wristband that you're over 21 and you go in there and you have your drink and then you can go out and walk around. Um, so that's more like liquor, but at Izu, you can walk around with like beer and then they have like hard seltzers and, and wine and stuff like that. But the liquor is like behind an area. Anyway, I digress. So Coachella is creeping up. I kind of want to go do it one year. I think it'd be a really fun experience and it would just be something different than other stuff I've done. So that's number nine. And lastly, I'm going to round it out with Moonrise. So I will mention later in my festival schedule, I am planning to attend Moonrise this year for the first time. It takes place in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, It is a two-day festival and it is usually in mid-August. This is an EDM festival. Um, It's sort of like... I guess space themed like I think they have a lunar stage and there's always like a an astronaut as like the part of the logo so I why is this on my list I had always heard mixed reviews about the location and about security and the weather so that's why it's a little lower on my list however this past moonrise I've heard nothing but good things about it sounded like they listened to a lot of the feedback from previous years and made some changes to enhance the experience so you can't control weather. It fucking happens. Easy was canceled two years in a row, like one day, because they had really bad thunderstorms. Moonrise has had the same unfortunate luck. It's August. It's hot on the East Coast. So they've had like weather situations where they've had to like close it down mid-festival and it just sends people into like a whole fucking frenzy of like they don't know where to go or what to do. And the area it's in in Baltimore, I've just heard things like if you're parking your car and stuff, like cars have gotten broken into, it's like not the safest area to walk around in. Um, It's not, it's a city festival. It's not a camping festival or anything. So yeah, I've just heard like it's a little unsafe. You got to be careful about getting Ubers and getting rides there and back. Um, And security, I've heard they've had issues with that it wasn't that great. But again, last year's experience sound like it was much better. And I've heard really fun things. People said that it's a party vibe. Everyone's there to have a good time. They want to have fun. It's a summer kind of festival. You know, you just want to run around and hang out with friends. And the stages all look pretty cool. It's not like EDC level production and stage design, but it's like right up there with some other festivals. So like an Izu or something or a Spring Awakening, I would imagine. So yeah, I don't know. I've heard good things from friends recently and I kind of really want to go and extend my my you know discovery phase and my festival fam to moonrise fam so I do I do hope that I see a lot of you guys there it's always a good lineup too I forgot to mention that it's an EDM based festival and the lineup always looks awesome so that's a huge drawing point for me okay so that is the meat of this episode you guys but really quickly I'm going to take a quick break to bring you a message from one of our sponsors All right, you guys, today we have our first sponsor of the podcast. So excited. So I want you guys all to go out and check out Roost. Roost is a hotel booking site that helps festival goers find compatible roommates to share hotel rooms and split the cost. Travelers save 50% on great hotel rooms and get to make a rave buddy while away from home. So basically, this site works like it's similar to Hotwire where you reserve a hotel. You can pick like a two, three, or four star, and then you choose the neighborhood that you want to stay in, and then you'll find out the name of your hotel after you match with a roommate. So once you reserve a room, you can see all these different profiles of roommates, so you guys can basically pick 
pick a match um, and you can filter it by sex, age, rating, and other personal preferences so you find the ideal person to stay with. You can see their photo, read reviews, uh, and learn about what they're like. And then basically once you guys both match and both accept each other, it pairs you with a roommate. 50% of your payment will be automatically refunded by your card and then you'll find out the name of the hotel that you guys are staying with. Uh, If you haven't matched with a roommate by three days before your check-in date, no worries, you will stay in your own private hotel room. So I want you guys to go check out roostgo.com. Their social is at roostgo. You guys can also use code RCC. That is RCC at checkout. You can take an extra $50 off your booking this season. Uh, And if you guys are curious what festivals are with, it's EDC, Las Vegas, Lollapalooza, Governor's Ball, Ubby Dubby was on there amongst a whole other major list of festivals. So if any of you guys are out there are solo travelers, but you want to split the cost, you want to find a roommate, definitely go check out roostgo.com and use code RCC at checkout. Alrighty, you guys. So my honorary mention, my second part of my list here, I briefly mentioned it before, but Red Rocks, it's not a festival, it's a venue in Colorado, but I very much want to go do a show at Red Rocks at some point in my life. Uh, Okay, so quickly on here, in no particular order, these are just ones that I'm interested in. I have Snow Globe, which is a pretty much like a New Year's Eve festival. It just happened in Lake Tahoe, South Lake Tahoe. It's a three-day festival run by MTV. The lineup's always kind of interesting. It's mixed genre, so it definitely is not bringing in like the typical rave kind of crowd, but I think it's cool, and there's always really good EDM artists on there, and then you get a mix of everything. Uh, Everything is outdoors, which is why I think it's pretty awesome. Like everybody's in winter clothing. Like you definitely need to dress for the cold. But the location just looks stunning. I've heard nothing but amazing things about Lake Tahoe. So I would just like to do like a winter outdoorsy festival. It looks really cool. And I think it's more of like a college kind of crowd, maybe a little bit older than that. But the vibes look awesome. I also want to do Spring Awakening at some point, which is an EDM festival in Chicago that is usually the first or second weekend of June. Again, don't know too much about this festival other than it's another like great EDM festival. I've heard that I mean we haven't heard anything announced about it this year so like is it happening (laughs) because they haven't really posted anything um I've heard mixed things about the company that actually puts on Spring Awakening like I've heard there's like a lot of logistical issues so a little curious about what's going on there but nonetheless I would want to attend it movement movement I just became familiar with in the past six months it is primarily a techno festival in Detroit it is over Memorial Day weekend which is very nice that it's kind of tied to a holiday weekend It's a three-day city festival. It's been around for a very, very long time. And it's all ages. It's techno lover's dream. Uh, It just seems like it has a really cool city vibe. And the artists are all like top, top, top of the line. So that would be my vibe. I think that'd be really fun. Then I have on here a hangout festival, which was kind of surprising to me. But the lineup this year was so fucking good. I almost sent it and bought tickets to it. But it sold out very quickly. This takes place in mid-May. It's on the beach in Alabama. It is another mixed genre festival, but the lineups are always so good. It's, you know, it's a little rap and hip hop and EDM and singers and a little rock. So it's more laid back. It gives me a beachy kind of summer vibe. So I think that'd just be like a fun one to just like go kick it and hang out and like kick off summer. Uh, I also have on here Decadence Arizona. Um, Just more and more every year, the reviews I hear about it are really great. It's an Arizona festival, obviously. It's a New Year's Eve festival. It's two days. The lineup is always like one of the best lineups of the year, period. 
capital T. Uh, they just kill it. They get every major DJ to play their festival. Um, so it's just been a nice draw for me. I, I would be curious to do that. Uh, Freaky Deaky is another Halloween festival that takes place in Texas. This one just seems to be growing in popularity. I really would not have known about it unless like Vibe with Aid covered it on her channel. But um, they've I think they added an extra stage this year. The production looks really cool. And again, it's got that whole Halloween theme, Halloween element to it. So I'd, I'd really be interested in doing that one. Um, OK, you guys are going to yell at me, but I'm just going to say this. The next two I have are Bonnaroo and Okeechobee. So I know that they're different festivals, you guys, completely different festivals, but I confuse the two all the time because I didn't really know that much about them until I, until I started like vigorously researching them for this, but they confused me. I was like interchangeably calling them each other, but they're not the same. Bonnaroo takes place in Manchester, Tennessee in June. This one is more of like a camping festival, a mixed genre lineup. Like it looks a little bit more kind of chill hangout vibe to me. I've heard really good things about it. I know a couple people who have gone to Bonnaroo who really love it. So, you know, depending on the lineup, um, this year's was sickening. Lizzo is headlining it. <laughs> but it's a very very eclectic group of artists it's not just primarily EDM by any stretch of the imagination you get like a whole bunch of different people bands so that's pretty cool and then Okeechobee is in Florida Sunshine Grove Florida in March that is now run by Insomniac events so Insomniac owns Okeechobee now so I'm curious to see like what their influence will have on it. But again, what I said before, you can expect top of the line production, really cool art installations, overall good vibes. Um, I don't, I think Okeechobee skipped a year if I'm not wrong. And now it's like making its return. But people are very excited about it. I really like the lineup. Um, it's pretty cool. It's an immersive festival. Uh, it's definitely a music and arts festival, which is cool. I, I believe it's camping. I don't know if I'm wrong here. I think so. Uh, there's some interactive stuff with it. There's also the Moonlight Oasis, which is a white sand beach, which sounds really cool. Uh, yoga classes, wellness workshops. There's tons of vendors, performers, all of the things. So out of the two, I actually, based on those descriptions, would lean more towards Okeechobee. That sounds really, really cool to me. And that's coming up soon in March. Anyway, what else is on here? I have Hard Music Festival, which is an insomniac event in August two-day event the lineup is always really good really good strong EDM lineup I've just heard that hard is a little bit more like crazy partying yeah that kind of vibe younger college kind of crowd I again it's a two-day festival in August so it's supposed to be hot as fuck I don't know if I'd make the trip out there to be completely honest with you I think I'd rather do it for nocturnal or for beyond but you know it's intriguing then I have Lost Lands on here, which it's a little lower on my list just because it is primarily a bass. It is a bass music festival. And so like the lineup is always really, really incredible, like bass and dubstep and rhythm and all of that kind of stuff. Artists. The only reason it's lower is because like I don't know if I could handle three days of it. I like when it's mixed in and I have the option to see other styles and like other genres. But what's the most intriguing to me is Excision puts this festival on. It's in Ohio. It's three days. It's camping. The overall theme 
and production is what sells it for me. It's dinosaur like Jurassic Park kind of themed, which is completely different to any other festivals that are out there. Um, And I've just heard really good things about the whole community around it. And I've heard the camping experience is very good. Uh, They've offered some things like quiet camping. If you know you want more of like a quiet reserved experience. And yeah, I've heard the wellness workshops are all really cool. So yeah, I, I wanted to throw that in the mix there. And then I also have Voodoo Festival, which is in New Orleans. That is a Halloween festival. This one is definitely a music and arts festival mixed genres. It is not an EDM festival. That's not what you're going to get with the experience here. Uh, You do have a a couple artists sprinkled in, but it's really cool culture. Uh, I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say that they don't like it and they said that I shouldn't spend my money on it because I wouldn't like the experience. But then I've heard from other people that it's like just a really cool it's in a cool location. It's in NOLA. It's Halloween. So like that whole aspect of it is interesting. So I don't know. Mixed reviews on that. I have Ubby Dubby on here, which like I said, I'm going to be attending this year. It is a two-day event in Texas. I believe now it is up to five stages. Disco Donnie just shared something on his Twitter that it was four stages and they literally just as of recently changed it to five So very cool. Very intrigued by that. Um, Great EDM lineup. Uh, It's in Texas in April. It's going to be hot as shit. But I've heard Texas fam is awesome. So I'm really excited for the good vibes. Uh, Lastly on here, I have Creamfields, which takes place in England. The lineup is always the selling point. They just like have every top DJ. Uh, Eric Prids always plays and he always brings his incredible production. So I believe he's playing his Holosphere set there this year. And I don't know. I've heard good things about the sets, but I don't know too much about the vibes or what like a crowd is like in the UK. So I'm not sure about that one, but it'd be fun to do an international festival. All right, you guys, I've talked enough (laughs) about my own interests. Let's really quickly go through all of yours because you guys sent in some great lists. So this one is from Carla Marquez. She says, hi, Emma. I've been subscribed for a while now, but never got around to watching your videos until the other day. And oh, my God, I have been missing out. Aw, thanks, girl. Uh, So sad you're on the East Coast, but I'm sure we we will cross paths. So she said, I'm on the West Coast and I've been attending mostly Insomniac festivals since 2010. EDC, my first rave ever. These are the festivals on my bucket list. Electric Forest, West Coast to East Coast for a camping festival seems hard. Coachella, because last year's lineup was so good. Izu, Holy Ship, Paradiso, Lost Lands, Ubby Dubby because of the lineup this year, and Imagine Festival. One thing that has held me back is being afraid to venture out of Insomniac events. I love Insomniac. I love Pasquale. I feel like we are a big family and I know I can always count on them for a good time. Love ya. Okay, one thank you for my email. You just hit on exactly what I was talking about. I feel like if you're a beginner to the scene and you just like aren't sure, Insomniac is like a sure thing. You know what you're going to get out of it. You know the experience is going to be good. The effort is there. The lineups are great. The production is great. So Carla, I feel you when you're saying it's like hard to venture out of it. But I will tell you, you are missing out on other production and other ways of like doing things. So it kind of is nice to mix it up every every now and then because then you get to experience something different. Like Izu is not put on by Insomniac. Totally different experience in New York City. And they kill it for me every year. Like they do a great job and I really love that festival. Um, same thing like Ultra 
it's like direct competitor with EDC, but their production and everything is like fucking insane and their lineups are crazy. So it's kind of interesting to see how different uh, event production companies handle it. So I definitely would say on your list, we hit up a lot of the same ones. I recommend Izu. I would recommend Imagine Music Festival. It's a little on the smaller side, but I had the best fucking time there. It was so fucking fun. And yeah, holy ship, I am right there with you. Okay, this is from Peter Cottingham. He says, hey, Emma, hope I'm not too late on this one. My bucket list is as follows. So number, oh, we're going to do five. Start with number five. Ultra Miami. I went to the one at Virginia Key, but I want to go one more time to get the true Bayfront experience. I can feel that. I see that. Um, It definitely, I haven't done Virginia Key, but I can tell you it definitely is different because Bayfront is home. It's where it always was. And there's just something magical about being in the middle of the city and like seeing all the buildings at night and just being in the middle of the city it's just a cool vibe and I loved it in 2017 when I went so definitely I think you should try and check that off number four nocturnal it's an OG rave that if I ever got the chance to go I'd send it number three Shambhala I've heard great things and I'd love to go number two Tomorrowland saving this one for when I'm older because of the time change even if you're not accustomed to staying out all night you could literally rage until 5 a.m every single night at Tomorrowland and it would only feel like 11. Yeah I feel you on that great point about time change you kind of actually just hit the nail on the head for me about going saving festivals for, for when you're older. I think that's what it is for me too like I'm just gonna be 29 soon like I'm trying to hit up the party vibe festivals the smaller festivals now because when I'm in my early 30s I'm gonna want to do the bigger experiences the bigger trips that maybe might cost a little bit more or maybe aren't as crazy of a party vibe so like Tomorrowland any other international festival Coachella Burning Man I know Burning Man is not a festival it's an experience but like that's what I mean I'm saving those kinds of experiences for when I'm older because I just feel like the crowd skews a little bit older on some of those so I I totally feel you on that okay and your number one which I almost pronounced incorrectly but I believe it's Climax Climax I think it's a yeah European festival hard dance festival in the Netherlands You said, I actually tried to get tickets when I was studying in Europe, but my credit card thought it was a scam charge, got declined, and then the tickets sold out in 10 minutes and I didn't go. So I'm determined to make it there. That's pretty cool. There's a lot, guys. If you're hard dance music fans, you have to go to Europe because there's so many incredible ones. Holy shit, Frank. Frank sent me a list of like 30 festivals here. Jeez Louise. Okay, I'm going to just name a couple that I didn't touch on. So some other ones you guys should look into. He has Groove Cruise on here, Forbidden Kingdom. Um, What else do we have that I didn't mention? Rebirth. I don't know that one. Rolling Loud. I didn't mention that's a hip hop rap festival. Lightning in a Bottle. That's a big one. Sunset Music Festival in Florida. Primavera Sound in Spain. Ooh, what else is on here? Bonnaroo, Defcon, Defcon's huge. Awakenings is a really big European festival. Camp Bisco, I didn't mention that one. That one's more of like a bass jam band kind of vibe in July in the U.S. I think it's in Delaware. Uh, what else? Lollapalooza, Hard Summer, Baja Beach, Moonrise, Creamfields, Mysteryland, and a whole bunch of other ones. AMF, Countdown. And last but certainly not least, this is from Steven. 
says, hey, Emma, hope this isn't too late to submit. Last Saturday, the 18th, Jaws opened his dangerous water tours here in Seattle, Washington. Such an amazing show. I've never seen him before, and it was truly magical. And I tagged you in some of the photos and videos on Instagram. I saw those. Guys, Jaws. I fucking love Jaws. Um, He said, my festival bucket list isn't too lengthy. I'll be going to Base Canyon 2020 for the second year. And then Lost Lands, EDC Las Vegas, Paradiso, and Lucky. Very cool. You're going to love some of those. You have to go to East Las Vegas. I didn't get to touch on it, guys, because I've done it five times. But if any of you are new here and you don't know my background, if I didn't do it five times, the number one on my list would have been EDC Las Vegas. All of you have to experience that once in your life. I feel lucky to have experienced it five times. I will definitely be going back as long as I live. I just took a break this year. Um, 10 out of 10 recommend. It's like the ultimate raver's dream festival most incredible life-changing experience so much fun and it's in vegas it's the fucking best so you guys need to have edc las vegas on the very top of your bucket lists all right you guys i'm gonna take a super quick break here we're gonna do some edm news and then wrap up the episode all right you guys so what's up first we got some eric prids news hello welcome to my podcast i love eric prids so he announced his next crazy insane production and it is going to be hollow sphere so if any of you guys were lucky enough to experience hollow this past year he did three shows in new york city it was the most mind-blowing visuals i've ever seen in my entire life he is now doing hollow sphere which is in the shape of a sphere it looks like a globe it's the sickest thing i've ever seen it's fucking crazy this is his new thing for 2020 he's bringing it to cream fields He's bringing it to Tomorrowland, I believe. So you're lucky if you get to experience it. But yeah, Tomorrowland and Creamfields, I believe, are the two confirmed that he's presenting Holosphere at. And then I'm pretty sure he's going to be doing, again, like limited shows in the United States and in Europe. So 1,000% 10 out of 10 recommend you guys buy tickets to it. No matter what you have to do, get yourself to one of his shows. It's fucking ridiculous. So many festival lineups came out. I can't even read them to you because within the time that I filmed the last episode, Ultra Phase 2 was released. Phoenix Lights released it. Ever After, Movement, Tomorrowland, Firefly, Dance Festopia, and Elements Lakewood, just to name a couple, announced their 2020 lineups. I will quickly say Dance Festopia surprised me. I hadn't really heard of that festival, and that lineup was really sick. Ultra Phase 2 sealed the deal got my tickets i'm going to ultra miami spoiler alert uh it is the one of the most insane lineups i've ever seen in my entire life the top card and the undercard some of my favorite artists of all time are playing it i'm gonna die i'm so excited it's gonna be incredible so very excited about ultra's lineup um elements lakewood actually had a really good lineup too and so did movement so all great uh governor's ball released their day by day lineup so if you guys are interested again i'm selling tickets to governor's ball please dm me for tickets happy to help you um hook you up with tickets there calvin harris released some music that was he released a few tracks and they were inspired by 90s raves loved it go check it out Uh, I actually have a playlist on Spotify. I do new music Friday picks every Friday morning, first thing, so you guys can see what new music came out that week, and then I put everything in a Spotify playlist. So go back to my January new music Friday playlist, and you'll see the Calvin Harris songs in there. You'll also see Porter Robinson's new release, uh, Get Your Wish. A couple quick things about this. So this was the first solo song he's released, I believe, in six years. 
since the release of Worlds in 2014. Obviously, like his fan, I completely understand. I've said this before. I'm not the biggest Porter Robinson fan. I don't, you know, I'm not whatever. I don't, the song didn't really do anything for me, but people are really excited about it. I think it just represents so much. And especially for you guys who are his fans out there, like I could literally not imagine my favorite artist waiting six years to come out with new music. And there is a lot of meaning behind him and what he represents and the music that he puts out. So I, t- I totally understand. Language is one of my favorite songs. It's incredible. I've seen Porter live. But yeah, so I know he had a huge issue with writer's block, I believe. So that's what put him off for so long. But he did release um, a cool little background behind the scenes about his new single, Get Your Wish. So his message reads, Get Your Wish is about finding a reason to keep moving forward, even if it's not for your own sake. I was doing really badly in 2015, 16, and early 17. My entire life revolved around making music, but for the first time in my life, I was struggling to make anything at all. I was desperate to make something I was proud of, but the more I struggled, the worse the problem became. I was very seriously depressed and generally thought my life as I knew it was over. It was almost three years of trying to write music, failing, and being crushed by it every single day. There were times when I wondered if it was pointless for me to keep trying. I didn't even know what I was hoping for. If I had to come this far and I was still dissatisfied and unhappy, then it was impossible not to ask. Even if I do finish new music, what am I hoping is going to happen? What is it that I want that I don't currently have? Am I going to be happy then? Why am I not happy now? I felt like I had no options because while whilst the prospect of struggling indefinitely was terrifying, the thought of quitting music was much worse. For a very long time, I didn't know what the answer was. I knew that no level of achievement was going to make me happy, and I, but I still felt a life-definingly strong urge to keep doing creative work. But gradually, I came to realize what the point is for me. So, I mean, that's really incredibly deep. I didn't read that before. These artists just go through so much and I like cannot even imagine the pressure that comes along with putting out new music and like art that you've been working on that's so meaningful to you and then having the whole world critique it. I will just say though to Porter Robinson, like your fans are completely obsessed and love you and love everything you do so no matter what you put out they're going to support you and it's you know like I just mentioned language before like that was one of my favorite singles that he's done I just think there's a respect level for him and what he's created and the festival he's put together and he's such a cool person so you know even though I'm not the biggest fan of his music I respect him as an artist and I think that's incredibly deep uh, and something that a lot of people can relate to what he's talking about so I'm personally very happy for him that he was able to come six years and still push forward and release new music so I'm excited for all of you Porter fans out there you know he's going to be on lineups this year he's going to be playing music and I believe a new album is coming so that is all very very exciting and something that 20 20 very much needed so I'm excited for you guys all right fam we've made it till the end uh really quickly I want to mention my festival schedule for 2020 so I touched on a few in here I am starting out the year kicking it off in March next month holy shit with Ultra Miami I'm so excited to be going back I got to experience it with my best friend Tara in 2017 and we seriously had like the most fun I was 26 at the time I had just started my YouTube channel I like didn't have any videos on it yet but I like that was when I was like falling hard in love with EDM and festivals and it was the best time ever so I'm so excited to be going back three years later with this lineup and it's returning home. So I feel like they're really going to go all out with production and everything. So very excited about that. I will be going with the Lunchbox team. We're going to have tons of community meetups, shuffle meetups, like all kind of kinds of fun stuff. So definitely come out to them. Uh, stay tuned at Emma Capotis for updates about all of that. 
Then in April, I will be making my first appearance at Ubby Dubby in Texas. Uh, this is another one that's new to me, like I mentioned. But once that lineup was dropped, uh, you know, Seven Lions, Noizu, Lenium, Griffin, like it's ridiculous. I couldn't miss it. So I will be there. I will also be at Governor's Ball probably one or two days. I'll keep you guys posted on that. But, you know, that's in New York City on Randall's Island. So that's an easy one for me to get to. And then my biggest festival of the year will be Electric Forest this summer. Again, I'm, you know, I'm doing a group camp with the Lunchbox team. It's going to be so much fucking fun. So many good videos, daily vlogs, like all of it is going to come out of that. And I just can't wait to experience that for the first time. So really, really hope I meet a lot of you guys in the forest this year. And then summer is kind of open. I might try and squeeze more stuff in, but I definitely want to hit up Moonrise for the first time, like I said. So looking forward to that. Uh, Izu I will always go back to and EDC Orlando I'm going to be returning to. That was like no questions asked. I decided that while I was at EDC Orlando this year. I was like, yep. I'm coming back. I'm doing this one again. And I'm going to be staying at Homebase. So if you guys didn't know, Homebase does like a hotel takeover. This year it's at two hotels, the Avanti Palms and the Grand Orlando. One of the hotels, the Avanti Palms, is going to be like the house and techno pool parties and after parties. And the Grand Orlando is going to be the base and dubstep hotel. If you guys use code Emma K, that's E-M-M-A-K, you can get a discount on your hotel packages and tickets and like all that fun stuff. So I hope to see you guys staying there at one of the hotels. It's really fun. Uh, Shuttles to the festival are included. It's a huge party. Like everyone staying there is going to EDC. So it's really, really fun. So yeah, I appreciate you guys using my code and supporting me. Save that money on your tickets. Every little bit helps. And what's el- what else? I don't know. I think that's it right now. Again, other things might pop up in between. I'll be doing a lot of local shows in New York and in Brooklyn. And I think that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, I would really appreciate it if you take 60 seconds out of your day to make this your Instagram stories today. Tag at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. Uh, go over and subscribe on YouTube. Our YouTube fam is growing. It's so cool. Uh, I also have a really fun interview coming up next week. So definitely go subscribe over there. Check out the Rave Culture Cast playlist so you can see all of that going on and, you know, all the content coming out for ultra fun stuff like that. And you guys can also rate and review on iTunes if you don't mind throwing a couple stars for us. Okay, I think that's all I have. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have an awesome week. Send in your Listener of the Week nominations. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace, guys.